have you been in that place where you've tried to give someone some form of value and they haven't wanted it? Have you ever just sat there and asked yourself why? Have you ever just sat down and asked yourself why do they not want this value that I'm, that I'm offering? Ever wonders? It's, it's, it's really basic, but I really want to cover this. This, is, this all comes down to value proposition, right? Value proposition, it's very basic, but we can sometimes forget this, right? Sometimes our ego gets the better of us and we can forget that value proposition is extremely, extremely important, right? Every human in this world has wants. We all have wants. We all have things that we want. And the really cool thing about this world today, at least in the world that we live in, is... There's so much abundance that we can have our wants. If I want a burger, I can go to McDonald's or to some place right now and buy a burger if that's what I want. And so that person will give me a burger because that's what I want. But what does that person who's giving me the burger get? Well, he or she gets money. They want money. They need money so that they too can go and buy whatever they want probably won't be burgers they're probably fucking sick of burgers who knows but something else but i've just given them money so they can go and do that so it's a trade it's a trade-off they give me the burger that i want i give them the money that they want it's a trade it's value value for value right people in this world too many people want something for nothing you're not gonna get something for nothing it's unrealistic to get something for nothing. You need to make sure you've got some kind of value to give. If you haven't, then you haven't even got anything to offer. And if you haven't got anything to offer, then you're in an even worse place. But is that grammatically correct? I don't know, but you're in a worse place, should we say. Um, Then if you had some value to offer, but it wasn't, that great and it didn't really appeal to the the other person who had their value to offer and so there was no trade there at least with, with that one you could improve it but if, you, if you're not offering any value at all well why do you expect people to do things for you honestly it's unbelievable how many people i meet who want to achieve all these amazing things in this world but they're not giving they're not giving they just want they want they want they want they want they they go into what i call con- consumer mode right? They go into complete consumer mode. I want this. I want to consume this food and this content and this, and I want this, and I want this mansion, and I want this car, and I want this fucking swimming pool, and this jacuzzi, and this, and that, and I want this girl, and I want this. And it's like, you've just gone complete consumer. Have you thought about what all those things you've listed? There's obviously people associated with all the things. Have you thought about what they want? No, you haven't. Well, those people I'm talking about. But if you can relate to this, then no, you haven't. You haven't thought about what they want. Because if you want to get what you want, you need to give them what they want. It needs to be a trade. It needs to be a trade. Right? This, this is really, I know it sounds really basic, but this is really important because it's so easy to fall into that trap. We live in a day and age where consumerism is encouraged. We're encouraged to kind of go into consumer mode. This is a, a, a huge reason as to why people, you know, they go to these 
sort of nine to five jobs that they couldn't care less about, but because it's given them money, that money is then being spent all on consuming. People literally spend all of their money that they get from their like shitty nine to five that they bored as fuck out. People spend all of that money on consuming. Consuming on consuming. They spend it all on consuming on fucking Netflix, on fucking loads of food, on holidays, on fucking cars, on all they just consume it on shoes, clothes, everything. They literally just spend all of that money that they earn just consuming. Right? And and as the days go on, this consumerism is encouraged more and more in our society. And so they, they find themselves stuck in a pattern where they get their paycheck, but that paycheck disappears in a matter of what, like three weeks, two weeks? And then they're just on edge waiting for their next paycheck. They wait for, and then the same, and it just repeats and repeats and repeats and repeats. They give minimally so they can get some money and then they go and just consume. They just spend all that money consuming rather than investing that money into themselves, which allows them to go and give more. Rather than consuming giving this this is really important and i'm a big believer in giving and it's honestly it's more than just getting back like i'm a big believer in giving and not expecting anything back if you can just enjoy the process of giving without expecting anything back honestly it's you yes i'm I'm not gonna lie to you you will see some good results and people will give you things back but it's not about getting back right but it's more just about the fact that you get to do what you love. You have to, we have to really, pre- we take this for granted. We have to really appreciate this. We couldn't do this back in the day, way before I was alive. Perhaps, depending on who you are, perhaps before you were alive, perhaps not, but not too far off, if so. You couldn't do that. You couldn't do what you love. You had to go and work some shitty nine to five. And whether you liked it or not, whether you liked it or not, you had to do that job. That you doing your little side hustle, you doing what you love to do, you, you know, that didn't exist. That didn't exist. You just did what you needed to do to get money to survive. That was it. It was, it was literally, that was it. That was, it was as black and white as that. It's like you go work for that fucking market. You go and fucking sell bacon for the whole day. You get your money to go buy, you know, electricity, water, rent, all of this kind of stuff. And that was it. The opportunities were so scarce. The opportunities to do what you actually wanted to do. So, for example, if you're into fashion or, you know, if you want to be a mechanic or whatever it was, you couldn't go and do that stuff. It, like, unless you were born into that kind of family, you just couldn't. You couldn't. Right? It was really, really dependent on where you were born and what kind of family you were born. We don't live in that world anymore. We live in a world of abundance that where no matter who you are, no matter what your interests are, no matter what your passions are, you can go and do, take advantage of it. Because, and, and again, you, you, I mean, this might be repeating Gary Vee. I mean, for anyone out there who's like a huge Gary Vee fan, Vee fan like me, you're probably just hearing me repeat some of the things that he goes over because they're so damn true, right? He's a very wise man, he's created a strong legacy and it's so damn true. Take advantage of it because one day it might go away. One day this abundance that we see today, right, it might go away. One day we might go back. When I, when I say go back, I don't mean go back in time. But we might go back to a place where there's not as much abundance available. But ironically enough, 
that place that we get to where there's not much abundance available will be because we had a, a period of time where there was literally a shit ton of abundance. But this abundance will run out. It has to. It has to. I mean, there's only so many people in this world. There's only so many people in this world that eventually the time will come. I don't know when. Maybe not in our lifetime. But the time will come where perhaps, maybe, we go back to the days of scarcity. So take advantage of the now. Take advantage of the abundance today. Take advantage of it because you would be unbelievably shocked to understand and see the world that used to exist where you couldn't, where literally like the family you were born into, the, the kind of um, occupation and background you were born into was just what you were going to do for the rest of your damn life. And there was nothing you could do about it. There was nothing you could do about it. Well, I wouldn't say nothing. There were some things you could do about it, but your, your chances of success in those little things were not very effective. So it was very little. It was literally, literally, it was about who you knew. And yeah, like, like luck, basically. You know all those things that I'm deadly against? Like luck, destiny, being in the right place at the right time, all that kind of shit. It was, that is how the world used to be. You had to be in the right place at the right time. You had to get lucky. You had to know the right people. That was it. That, that, that was literally it. You know it. That was the only way of, of, of doing what you wanted to do, of actually achieving success. That was it. But now we live in a world of abundance, right? So that's why I encourage just giving for the sake of just giving. Fuck whether you get something back or not. Fuck that. Who cares? The point is, you've got to give, like really, really deep it. You've got to give something that you really enjoy giving. Whether that person on the other end gives you value for it back or not is irrelevant. What matters is you actually got to do, you actually got to spend the time to make the content, wherever it was, using whatever skills that you, you know, you, you're even actually talented at or you've really grown, whatever it is, but using the skills that you have really got a strong passion for and you've been able to put something together and give that to someone else. That in itself, regardless of whether you get money or some other form of value back, that in itself is pretty damn amazing. And it's something that we take for granted, myself included. My, honestly, my, I'm not a hypocrite here, myself included. I, I take that for granted too, I do. We all do, we all do. We all take that for granted. We all take that for granted, man. I have also fallen into that hole of worrying how much I'm getting back. I've also fallen into that hole of worrying how much I've, I've, I've gotten back, worrying about my likes, worrying about my followers, worrying about how much money is coming into my account per post, worrying about how much, you know, worrying about the ratio of my content being put out and the money I'm receiving. I, I've, I've fallen into that trap too. And, and to this day, sometimes I still do. I'm not a hypocrite here. I'll be completely 100% transparent with you. It still happens to me. But when it does... I need to fucking remember that I actually got to put something out that I liked, that I love to do. That in itself is just amazing. That in itself, that beats any, that literally in itself beats any amount of value someone else can give back to you. 
that in itself literally beats any amount of... I don't care if they offer you a million fucking pound or, or dollars or euros, whatever it is. I don't care if they offer you a million. Just the fact that you got to give them value from what you love, from your passion, that in itself, man, is, is priceless. It's literally priceless, right? Your great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandparents would have told you the same thing. They, you know, they could have been multi-millionaires. And just the fact that you got to send a piece of content that you really put your full heart into and passion into and didn't get anything back in return, actually, you probably were in a far happier place than that than your great-great-great-great-great-great-great-granddad who might have been a multi-fucking billionaire. A multi-fucking billionaire from doing something that they didn't want to do. Doing something that they were forced to do by society. We don't live in that world anymore, guys. We don't know what we can do, what we want to do. So value proposition, guys. You're not going to get something for nothing you need to make sure that you're offering value back so i'm always talking about you know making tweaks and following feedback stuff like that. yeah absolutely for sure because all you're going to do there is get closer and closer to giving your end consumer the people on the other side what they want and then in return they're going to give you what you want it's a win game right now i'm starting to talk about what happens when people give things back to you, which will happen. That too is also amazing. This is what I mean. Whether you get something back or not, it's equally amazing. It's actually equally amazing. It really is. They're both such powerful and really rewarding feelings. But you must remember, it's value for value. It's value for value. And honestly, like I keep repeating in this, in this episode, I know it sounds really basic, but we can just sometimes forget. People get way ahead of themselves. You know, we have a list of wants and the, the society that we live in today where it, consumerism is just encouraged, it, the list of wants is probably bigger than what the list of wants probably was like, you know, 50, 60 years ago. Our list of wants is probably like, I don't even know how many times bigger than probably what someone, the average person, their list of wants was 50, 60 years ago. And it's because consumerism is just massively encouraged in today's world, full of capitalism and stuff like that, right? It is what it is. We have a massive, massive list of ones. But the winners, the winners in this game, the ones who you see who have everything they want, do you know why they won? Do you know why they fucking won? Because they gave, they literally listened to what everyone wanted and they gave that to them. They listened. Rather than saying, I want this, I want this, give me this. I'll, I'll just, hey, hey, have this, give me this. No, they didn't do that. They said, they went up to their end consumer and they said, hey, hey. Hey, what do you want? What do you want? I'll listen. Just tell me what you want and I'm listening. I'm all is. I'm listening to every little detail. They listened to every little detail and they delivered that exact thing to the letter and they did this to all of the end consumers and that's why they win because they gave those people exactly what they wanted and so of course their end consumers their target audience gave them what they wanted back which is most commonly money but it's not always money it could be it could be other things too 
It could be like exposure. It could be a platform. There's so many different things, but money is usually the most common uh, form of value that we speak about in today's world. So it's crazy. And, and another word that I really want to mention here now is, um, it's, it's just one word and it's really key. And it's leverage. Leverage. This word is so damn important. Like, I can't even, I can't even, have, I can't even put enough emphasis on how important the word leverage is. If you are trying to get value from someone and you do not have leverage, you are in a very tough spot. A very tough spot. This, again, this is a trap that lots of people fall into. They, they go up to all these people, they have all they want, say, I want this, I want this, yeah, um, I would like to buy this, I would like that, I would like that, yes, I would like this, but they don't, they don't have the leverage. They, they, they want the car, but they don't have the money to buy the car. Right? And, and I'm talking about that using money as, as a form of value, but if we're talking about a skill, if we're talking about a skill, then you still need leverage there. Like, is your skill good enough for that person on the other end? Whatever it is, is it exposure? Are you trying to market your, your, your ability? Are you trying to market your talent? Whatever it is you're trying to do, is there someone, are you trying to get a job, you know? And are you, are you going in front of an interview? Are you, are, you going for, are, you, are you interviewing for a specific job which requires a specific skill set, which is the skill set that you have to offer? If your skill set isn't that great, then you haven't got the leverage. This is what I mean. I mean, leverage is very, very important. In most interviews, it's usually the, the, the interviewer, the employer, who tends to have more leverage in, in your classic interview scenario. It doesn't always need to be like that, though. It doesn't always need to be like that. It can work the other way around, too. And I've, you know, I, um, I, I used to work in recruitment, and I, I saw that thousands of times. You know, I'd get loads of candidates who had far greater leverage in this, um, in, in this relationship or in this interview, should we say, than the interviewer. In other words, their value was higher. Right, they were more in demand and they had more to offer on the table than, than the employer. I saw this thousands of times. There was loads of candidates like that, right? The, the kind of recruitment I worked in was, was graduate recruitment. So I dealt with people who graduated from university or, or college or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, people who graduated from, let's say, top 10 unis in, in the UK, you know, with, with a strong specification like a classification, sorry, like a strong first or a two one in a great subject for that specific field. For example, if this was, uh, if this was um, IT, which is what I worked in, then, you know, computer science is one of the best disciplines that you can really go into for, for IT. And if they had a strong two one or first, strong two one or first class degree from a top 10 uni, that interviewer is thinking, wow, this is, this is quite a rare breed. And, you know, he's coming to my company. I, you know, I worked with some of my clients who, who were like that, right? They, they weren't used to interviewing candidates of this kind of calibre. It was kind of new to them. And then, so in those situations, the candidate actually had more leverage than, than my client and the interviewer. And often the time, 
it was the candidate who felt like more of the, the, the decision maker of, of that potential relationship. Leverage is key. It's absolutely key. So really ask yourself, do you have the leverage? If not, that's okay. That's not a problem. What can you do to try and get the leverage, right? A lot, a lot of the game, right? A lot of getting what you want from this world is about getting that leverage, getting what you, getting, getting something in your arsenal that is of extreme high value. And usually it's, it's the very thing you're trying to offer, the skill or, or the, the product or whatever it is. But it could be other things too. It can honestly be other things too. A lot of people think that the only leverage in this world is money, but that's not true. That's not true at all. Money is not the only leverage that you can have in this world. There's so many other forms of value. And as long as you, you have high value and higher value, or higher value, should we say, than the person who you're trying to make a trade-off with, then you will have the leverage. Regardless. Regardless. There's another little uh, uh, cheesy sales kind of saying, but again, it's got lots of truth to it. Um, the, in, in a negotiation, in a negotiation table, the person who's more willing to leave the negotiation tends to have more value. And that kind of behavior shows a lot of high value because there's no neediness, it shows abundance, it shows that that person is just going to turn and go to the next opportunity, well, it doesn't show, it just implies that that person is just going to turn and go to the next opportunity, that's their abundance coming through, but it, there's a lot that it shows, but yeah, the person who's more willing or who's more able to leave the negotiation table tends to have more value, they tend to be the one of the leverage, they tend to be more of the decision makers, I'm trying to get you guys to be the decision maker of your, of your life, over your entire life. And so a lot of this is, is like playing chess, right? I mean, I know I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm tying back to my, my video before, but yeah, it's, a lot of this is like playing chess. You know, you need to get in that position where you have more leverage. And once you have more leverage, everything just falls into place. Everything literally just falls into place because suddenly you have the very thing that everyone wants. But it's getting that leverage. That is, that's the battle. That's the fight. And that's where, that's where all the persistence comes in. That's where all the patience comes in. That's where all the feedback comes in. That's where all the discipline comes in. It's getting that leverage. It's getting your value proposition to such a high quality, such a high point, that when you do communicate this value effectively, it, it's, just, it's almost like an instant win. It's just like, yep, I want that. Yep, 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 have what you want. Yeah, you want that? Yeah, have it, have it, have it, have it. I want your value, have it. You become the person that everyone wants your value. Everyone, your value becomes so damn high in demand that suddenly now getting what you want isn't so difficult. That's the place I'm trying to get everyone to. Value proposition, guys. Value proposition. You will not... Get something for nothing. You always get what you want if you're able to offer the other person or your end consumer exactly what they want to.